Hello everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the podcast. In this episode, I further discuss the uncertainty COVID created in the United States and the United Kingdom and how that affected the world economy with economist Gregory Thwaites. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. So I read your article, COVID-19, Uncertainty, A Tale of Two Tales. I want to start the podcast off by asking, how would you summarize how COVID-19 created uncertainty for people, and especially for businesses? Okay, well, it's a great question. And obviously, it's one of the most important economic questions that we face today. COVID COVID created uncertainty in in a number of different ways for businesses. Uh, One is that there were economic restrictions brought in. uh, And so for particular sectors, those were very, very serious. So for hospitality and leisure, like if the gym is closed or the pubs are closed, the cinemas are closed, uh, that's obviously a huge source of uncertainty if you're a gym or a pub or a cinema. And then there's also uncertainty related to people's behavior. So um, even if the gym isn't closed, people might not want to go because they're worried about catching something. And, and then uh, then you have like uncertainty in the healthcare industry. So uh, perhaps there might be a huge demand for your products if you make something that goes into a vaccine or a syringe. Um, and then also you've got... Um, uncertainty related to like the broader economic consequences of COVID. So if COVID creates a recession, then people might have less money to spend generally. Obviously, if they're unable to spend money on services like uh, eating out or, or going to the cinema, they may end up spending more money on goods uh, yeah. like uh, a new TV because they're stuck at home. So, so there have been kind of um, uncertainties on the downside and uncertainties on the upside. Right, right. You mentioned it in your article, the difference between the uncertainty in the US and the difference between the uncertainty in the UK. How is how did that difference sort of affect the global economy? Well, I mean, like, uncertainty in the US matters a great deal more for the global economy than uncertainty in the UK, because the US economy is like, I don't know, eight times bigger than the British economy. So, yeah. so if, if something happens in the US, it's obviously just a much bigger deal. I think what, what we found was that even though there were some differences in the patterns between the US and the UK, the, the, actually there was a remarkable degree of similarity. So, so the UK and the US have got quite similar economies in some respects. So we're quite heavily service-based economies. Uh, rather than, uh, you know, we're not as big on manufacturing as a country like Germany or China. Um, that's that's one similarity. And another one is that we both kind of uh, screwed up controlling the pandemic in a roughly similar way. So right. if you look at a, a country like Korea or Japan or Australia, New Zealand, these these countries have done much better jobs of, of controlling the pandemic. And, you know, if you look at China, you know, they, 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 they've they had periodic lockdowns and local lockdowns, but actually uh, their restrict, their internally, their restrictions have been much, much less than they, than they were in the UK. So, so what we were trying to say was that we have this great data for the UK and we can use it as a laboratory to study and, um, and generalize about other economies like much more important ones like the US. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that 
kind of the U.S. and the U.K.'s response to the virus kind of um, cause it to like boom into other economies? Yeah, I, well, I, I guess what I'm saying is that like anything that happens in the U.S. that's big has huge consequences for the rest of the world. That's mm -hmm. that's much less often going to be true in a country like the U.K., which is just a smaller country. Um, so, for example, we left the European Union and that was mm -hmm. a big shock for the UK economy, but it didn't make a huge amount of difference to the rest of the world. On the other hand, sometimes relatively small countries can set off chains of events that have big implications for the rest of the world. So, you know, even though like like the Lehman was a was a big bank, but it, it was still mm -hmm. like a few hundred billion dollars worth of losses, which had a huge consequence for the global economy. So like if one of the big UK banks that was at roughly the same size, uh, when we got into trouble, uh, that would have large consequences for the world economy. Like, you know, problems in Greece had consequences for the world economy. Yeah. Um, so, so it's possible for small countries, smaller countries or middle-sized ones like the UK to have big implications for the world, but, but it's just much less likely than, than something happening to the, the, the giants, which are the U S and China and the Euro area. Right. Right. So kind of adding on to that, you mentioned that the UK uncertainty rose to about 8.5% in May of 2021, while the US uncertainty only rose about 6.5%. Um, do you think that the um, more lockdowns that they had in the UK kind of raised their uncertainty, or do you think that um, just the, or like the more um, cases in the world kind of so I think yeah so I think there's probably a, a few things here so so like the US is a continent is a continental sized economy in society right like 330 million people so it's roughly six times like five six times the population of the UK so a much better analog to to, to the United States is actually Europe as a whole where you know there are outbreaks in different regions at different times so, so in the UK, like the outbreaks are much more synchronized because it's a smaller and more interconnected country than, than mm -hmm. the US where you get more like regional outbreaks. Um, and so like, it, you know, uncertainty is going to be high in some parts of the US and low in others at different times. Also, I, and this is this is, you know, my impression from the outside, like the US has been tolerating more deaths uh, than, than the UK. So, so like the... The, the 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 like the case rates are kind of similar or maybe even slightly higher in the uk but because the uk vaccinated a slightly higher proportion of its population and because the vaccinations were concentrated amongst the really vulnerable people especially the older ones uh we've we've been able to manage with with fewer deaths than the us so so my sense is that like the us is kind of you know at, speaking nationally almost kind of done with lockdowns and 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 we'll yeah. Will, will tolerate higher deaths and and of course that like creates a huge amount of uncertainty at the individual level like because you might die uh but mm. but for a business it doesn't need to necessarily worry about things shutting down in the same way and i'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing it's just like a thing right right um in the in the article you mentioned the idea of this upside and downside risk can you kind of explain further as to like what that means yeah so so that's the idea that like you've got your best guess of what's going to happen um and and then downside risk is like the the possibility that things might get much worse right so mm -hmm. so at, at, at the beginning of the pandemic there was a, like a large rise in downside risk because we'd gone from a situation of like having no covid to like okay we don't know how bad this is going to be it could be really bad 
uh, and and then and then once we got to the bottom, we didn't know how how full the extent of the recovery would be or when it would happen, and and we didn't think you know like once you've closed it like everything you're going to close like once all the construction sites and the manufacturing companies and the cinemas and the schools are shut you're kind of down to the bare minimum and then the mm -hmm. question is like when does that stuff all come back and and how much of it comes back and those those developments would all be upside developments and so it's kind of hard to think of how much the, the economy getting much worse from the bottom and then the question is like how soon and by how much does it get better and that's why you go from having downside risk at the beginning when you don't know how much worse things are going to get and when uh -huh. so when you get to the bottom then you have like upside risk because you don't know how much better things are going to get and when so it's kind of like this v like going like i'm like starting going down into this the bottom part and then going back up with this upside uh risk yeah and, and it's it's about not knowing like how, when you're at the bottom of the v not knowing when you're going to go back up because mm -hmm. when you get to the bottom of the v you're like okay we know we're at the bottom because things can't really get any worse but we don't know whether it's going to look like a v or a u or like a bath shape or a w mm -hmm. and that's when you have the upside uncertainty that we're talking about right um where do you think we are kind of like right now especially with this new omicron variant do you think yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep going this upside risk or do you think we're gonna go back down to this for downside risk like the beginning well i think it feels a bit more two-sided now than it than it did before so i can mm -hmm. see you know um we've we've had like a, a slight deterioration in economic circumstances over the last few weeks i i noted that in the us like maybe two-thirds of the cases are omicron now we know it spreads extremely quickly we don't know how yes. lethal it is or how much immunity will um, either from vaccines or from acquired immunity will, will help, and then also the, the treatments. So, so my sense is that um, uh, the, the, the uncertainty is, is like, you know, when I wrote the article that you're talking about, which was a few months ago, uh, uh, you know, like now we're at a situation, you know, things have moved on from there, and we're now at a situation where the, the, the uncertainty is more two-sided. Jonathan. All right. I feel like a wrapping up question. I'm kind of connected to what I kind of just asked. So do you think the uncertainty levels will fall back to pre-pandemic levels? Um, and so how long do you think that'll take to happen, especially with this new uh, Omicron variant? Yeah, uh, I don't think, it, I think it will be some time before they fall back um, towards pre-pandemic levels um, because uh, it doesn't look like we're going to extinguish COVID anytime mm. soon. And it'll take us a while to figure out like ways of coping with repeated mutations uh, and until we do there's always the possibility that they get accompanied by lockdowns or or like serious health crises so i would say it's going to be some time before um before we return to pre-pandemic levels of uncertainty furthermore there are kind of like other sources of uncertainty which look quite nasty as well so mm -hmm. um for the uk we still really don't know exactly how and new relationship with the European Union is going to pan out following Brexit. Um, the whole world uh, is facing climate uncertainty. Um, yeah. And then and then the US, uh, like in common with the rest of the world, but I think probably more than most, is, is kind of at the beginning of like a great power competition with China. Uh, right, and, right. and and like, um, you know, there could be a war like and, and like not like the kinds of wars that we're used to fighting which is like massively asymmetric like the us and its allies versus uh libya or afghanistan or iraq but like 
you know, if China inv were to invade Taiwan, like that would be really, really nasty for everybody. Yeah. So thank you for coming on, um, Mr. What, how do you say your last name? Thwaites. Thwaites. Thank, thank you for coming on today. Um, your answers to my questions are very helpful. You're welcome. And uh, I look forward to listening to the podcast and, and subscribing in the future. Thank you.